Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Good evening, church family. I want to thank you for joining with us tonight for our Wednesday night service. And uh, it's my hope and prayer that God will bless you as we study together. Let's join together for prayer. Dear gracious Lord and Father, we thank you for your great love and mercy. We thank you for the opportunity to join together as a family of God and as studying your word and as we seek to, to magnify your holy name. And Father, Lord, we just pray that you would bless us in this time as we uh, decide to uh, to put things of this world uh, aside and as we seek to uh, draw ever closer to you, Lord, we pray that you would help us as we seek to magnify your name in our daily life. And Lord, we do that by reading and, and the study of your word and by applying its truths to our daily life. And Lord, we pray uh, for uh, our uh, dear brother, uh, Coley, uh, Lord, that you be with him as, as he's... Uh, uh, suffering from these burns and and uh, the the accident from last night, Lord, we pray that you'll be with him, be with Miss Crystal as she's uh, traveling to be with him and, at the hospital, and Lord, that you give them safety, and Lord, that you would uh, bring healing uh, to his uh, body and to his life, Lord. We pray that you'll continue to help us as a family of God to be a blessing. Uh, to her, uh, to them as as they are uh, dealing with this. And, and Lord, we pray that you would uh, help us to, to unite together uh, as we seek to support them in their difficult time. Lord, we pray for the many other needs and prayer needs that have been uh, shared. And Lord, we pray that you continue to help us as a family of God to bind together our hearts in devotion to you and prayer uh, to lift each other up uh, in support of one another. Guide us, Lord, this evening as we uh, join together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tonight I want to ask you if you will join with me in the book of Galatians. And I want us to look at uh, this passage of Scripture uh, in Galatians chapter 5. Uh, we're going to focus on uh, the fruits of the Spirit. Uh, there's something that we all do, whether we are little babies or senior adults, uh, that doctors say is such good medicine uh, in our life. And it's uh, a part of uh, home life. And it's it's an aspect of uh, of uh, what we mean by home sweet home, and uh, we're going to look at uh, the fruits of the spirit, and uh, uh, the Bible compares uh, our lives to that of a tree that ought to bear forth fruit. And I want to imagine, if you would, uh, your marriage, what your marriage would be like or what your kids would be like, or what your spouse would be like, or what you would be like if the tree of your home of your life uh, bore forth uh, the fruit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits of the Spirit that are uh, delineated in Galatians chapter 5 and 
now, quite frankly, if a lot of us started bearing these kinds of fruits in our lives, uh, it would make us a stranger for many of us in our own home because for so many of us we tend not to uh, bear these fruits the bible compares each christian to a tree it is a tree that is to bear forth fruit and we've been given two fruit producing agents in our lives one is the scripture psalms 1 2 and 3 says uh, but his delight is in the law of the lord and in the law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Uh, that is, if we read and study and meditate on the Word of God, the Word of God will bring forth fruit in our lives. But the other fruit-producing agent is the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 speaks of the fruit of the Spirit. And now there is a lot of interest in today of uh, the Spirit of God, the gifts of the Spirit. And uh, you might have uh, heard people in particular churches talk about uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, some people uh, feel like if you don't uh, show evidence of certain spirit, uh, uh, certain gifts of the Spirit that you uh, don't have uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and you question your uh, are to question your salvation. Now, uh, I find it both interesting and informative uh, that the metaphor that is used here, the Holy Spirit is fruit. Uh, what we have to remember and understand when we talk about fruit uh, and the, the gifts of the Spirit as being fruits is that uh, those develop over a period of time. It's not something that is automatic and something that just uh, spontaneously just appears in our life, but rather it is something that grows and develops as we mature. You know, when you plant a fruit-bearing tree, I learned this in doing an article for uh, the newspaper about uh, new fruit trees being planted in uh, Mitchell County and and how a lot of farmers were um, moving over to fruit producing uh, crops and uh, what they uh, told these farmers was you have to understand is is when you plant these uh, fruit trees it's a it's a lot like uh, pecan trees in uh, that we're so uh, famous for and well known for uh, you have to plant the tree and allow the tree to uh, uh, to grow for seven years uh, before you can even expect a fruit to bear on that tree that's worth uh, uh, anything and you have to allow that uh, tree to uh, to mature and what we must understand is is that the Christian life must mature before uh, we are able to bear forth fruit but let's look at Galatians chapter 5 and what we have to remember is the purpose and the reason for Paul writing this book of the Bible uh, Paul wrote this to a specific group of people that were dealing with issues in their uh, in their Christian walk in their lives and what they were dealing with was a group of uh, people that were saying to them look you're not uh, a true Christian until you 
become first uh, Jewish and you have to circumcise yourself and you have to follow along in the traditions of the Jewish faith and become Jewish first before you can become a Christian. And uh, that Paul was trying to tell them, tell them look, uh, that is not true. Uh, we have a freedom in Christ, a freedom that means that we do not have to uh, follow along with the traditions and the laws that were set forth to the Jewish people, but rather we have a freedom that is in Christ, a freedom that comes with uh, being children of God that are born in the Spirit. And Paul was talking to them about the fact that they are not born of the law uh, uh, that required uh, them to receive the circumcision, but rather that we are born of grace, that we are born of the Spirit, born by faith. And um, he says in verse 6 of chapter 5, it says, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything, but faith works through love. And you are running well, who uh, hindered uh, you from obeying the truth. Uh, this persuasion did not come from him who calls you. And so Paul's saying, look, uh, this, this tradition of circumcision, this tradition of uh, thinking that you have to be uh, circumcised doesn't come from Christ, but it comes from tradition. And he says, you're not born of this tradition. You are born of Christ, and you need to follow uh, and uh, understand and know that your faith comes from uh, with freedom and it comes through the Spirit of God. So he says in verse 16, that's why he says in verse 16, this uh, a very important passage of Scripture says, uh, but I say walk in the Spirit. Why? He says don't walk in the tradition of the law. Walk by the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, you who will not carry out the desires of the flesh, for the flesh sets its desires against the spirit he says look we don't live in the flesh we walk in the spirit you've been born of the spirit uh, through uh, faith and the grace of god and you need to walk in the spirit not in the flesh and he says we need to uh, renounce everything that uh, relates to the flesh and we need to focus our lives on walking in the spirit so he says i say walk in the spirit not in the flesh walk in the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh for the flesh sets it desires against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh for these are the opposition to one another so that you may uh, may not do the things that pl that you please but if you are led by the spirit then you are not under the law so, and that's Paul's main focus is that we're not under the uh, uh, under the flesh but we're under the spirit and if we're going to be of the spirit we need to walk in the spirit we need to walk under the rule of the spirit in our life we need to allow the spirit of god to direct our lives he says now the deeds of the flesh are evident which are immorality impurity sensuality adultery sorcery enmity strife jealousy outbursts of anger disputes dissensions and factions envying drunkenness carousing and and things like these of which i forewarn you just as i have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom he 
says, look, you are not in the flesh because the flesh is full of all these things. If you're wanting to uh, walk in the flesh, he says the flesh is all about immorality, impurity, and sensuality, idolatry, and sorcery, and enmities. And he said that's why uh, God had uh, you uh, had the people of Israel to circumcise themselves, to set their flesh separate from uh, the rest of the world, and to set themselves against the things of the flesh, these immoralities and impurities and strife and the jealousy and, and the outbursts of anger and disputes and dissensions and factions. He said those things are all a part of the flesh. But we need to understand that we're not of the flesh. We're walking in the Spirit. He says, uh, but we are people who are born of the Spirit of, of God. And he says, but the fruits of the Spirit. He says, now if we're going to be people walking in the Spirit of God, if we're going to be people who are born of the Spirit, then we need to have uh, the fruits of the Spirit. And verse 22 is uh, the focal point of this passage of Scripture. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. Now those who belong in Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. But if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. And let us not become boastful, challenging one another and envying one another. Paul was was dealing with this group of people in Galatia, this this church <laughs> who had come under such persecution. <coughs> Excuse me who had people who were trying to tell them that they had to uh, to follow all of these laws of the flesh, laws of fulfilling the law of Judaism in order to become Christian, uh, in order to become fulfilled uh, Christians, they had to uh, to become Jewish first and then they could become Christian. And Paul is saying, no, we are born of the Spirit. We are born in Jesus Christ. We are born of the Spirit of God. And so we don't need to uh, to be people who are uh, controlled by our flesh. We need to be people who are born of the Spirit. And if we are born of the Spirit, then we have these uh, fruits of the Spirit. The spirit, of the, spirit uh, uh, the fruits of the Spirit being love, and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And he's saying, look, we need to focus on uh, the spirit, uh, walking in the Spirit of God, living in His Spirit, uh, showing forth the Spirit of fruit, uh, the fruits of the Spirit. And he says, uh, the Spirit here, fruits of the Spirit here uh, are... Uh, begin with love, and so I want to. I want us to look at that spirit of love uh, there, and 
this word that Paul begins uh, talking about, the fruit of the Spirit, is uh, the word love, agape. It, uh, now, there's several different words for love in uh, the Greek, and uh, there is uh, 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 this particular word is separate from all other words. It is agape, and that word uh, means love, uh, but it, it has a special connotation. It is uh, uh, it is a word that refers to the kind of love that God shows towards us. It's not a phileo that is a brotherly love. It is not a uh, eros that is the affectionate kind of love between a, a husband and wife. It is uh, agape. It is a love that uh, relates to uh, the love of God, uh, the type of uh, love that is not self-serving, that is not uh, does not have a self-interest and if we want to be people of uh, the Spirit, then we need to have the kind of love that is not just simply a love, a, a love of goodwill, a love of <clears throat> benevolence, but a love that demonstrates the love of God, a love that demonstrates uh, the uh, beyond affection. It, it refers to a love that is uh uh, that is enduring, a love that is uh, uh, the kind of love that God demonstrates towards us. Well, how does what does what what is the kind of love that God shows towards us? Well, first of all, uh, God doesn't uh, place any qualifiers on His love for us. God didn't doesn't say to us, "Well, I'll love you." And give you forgiveness if you do this for me. That's the kind of love that that we in humanity demonstrate towards one another. We say, well, you know, if you're good to me, I'll be good to you. Uh, if you're uh, good to me uh, and invite me over to your house for dinner, I'll invite you over to my house uh, for dinner as well. If you are uh, kind towards me, I'll show kindness towards you. If you are uh, nice to me and give me things, then I'll love you and I'll uh, demonstrate love towards you in that I will demonstrate uh, love in terms of of giving you uh, love uh, back. That's not the kind of love that God demonstrates towards us. God demonstrates a kind of love that says, I love you despite what you have done to me. I love you despite the fact that you have uh, caused uh, pain and, and difficulty in my life. I love you despite the fact that you have uh, exhibited towards me uh, a kind of of uh, 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 attitude that says, I don't care about you and I don't care about what you want. I don't care about uh, your desires. I'm going to do whatever I want. You, you've heard people talk like that. You've heard people say, you know, well, I don't like, I don't want to become a Christian because God wants to tell me how to live. God wants to tell me how to, to go about my business, the things I can do and the things I can't do. Well, God loves them despite that. And God's love is not conditional. God's love doesn't say, uh, you have to love me first. The Bible tells us that, uh, uh, that God demonstrated His love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
God demonstrated His love towards us before we uh, <clears throat> before we ever demonstrated our love for Him. Uh, God demonstrated His love for us in spite of the fact that uh, that we were at enmity with Him, that we were at odds with God, that we were that word enmity in the Bible refers to um, uh, being at war with God. Uh, can you imagine God? Uh, uh, can you imagine going out and and demonstrating love to somebody that hates you, that despises you, uh, that uh, that uh, that cruelly uh, uh, does things to you? Well, that's what God calls for us to do when we are demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit of love. God t- uh, calls His disciples, uh, those who follow after Christ, we're to love those who hate us. We're to love those who, uh, uh, the Bible tells us, uh, we're to love those who uh, despise us, who uh, 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 abuse us, who curse at us. This is the kind of love that is demonstrated in agape love that demonstrates the kind of love that God demonstrated towards us. And... You know, the disciples asked Jesus, well, how many times are we to forgive someone when they do something against us? Seven times? Now, that was what the law demanded over in Leviticus, that we uh, that people uh, forgive someone seven times for their transgressions. And Jesus said, no, not seven times, but 70 times seven. Jesus said, I'm going to... Uh, uh, tell you to forgive someone exponentially. Now, Jesus wasn't saying uh, 490, uh, forgive them 490 times. When they go beyond 490 times, then, uh, then you can stop forgiving them. He was saying, in essence, forgive them as many times as they uh, do something against you be forgiving. Now that's the kind of love that God demonstrates towards us. When we sin against God, do we want God to uh, continue to be <coughs> keeping tally of how many times we've sinned against Him? Uh, do we want God to come, uh, when we ask for forgiveness and we pray that God forgive us of our sin, do we want God to say, well, I, I would forgive you, but uh, you've exceeded the number of times that, that I can forgive you. No, he's saying what he was saying to his disciples, what he's saying to us, when we're to have the uh, uh, the gift of the fruit of the Spirit of love, we're to have the kind of love that, that is willing to forgive no matter how many times someone comes up against us because God demonstrates His love towards us in that He forgives us time and again. He forgives us. When we sin against God, He still uh, and we come to Him and we uh, uh, seek His face. When we repent, turn away from our sins, God's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of our unrighteousness. And so, time after time, when someone does something against you, we're to forgive them. We're to love them. Unconditionally, we're to forgive others when we when they do things against us. We're to always exhibit the kind of love of God that that no matter how long it is until they come 
and ask for forgiveness, that we're to continue to be long-suffering in our love and love them to the point of being willing to go out of our way to demonstrate the love of God. This is the kind of love that God calls us to have. This is the kind of love that God uh, is calling us to demonstrate, not to, to have the kind of love that is 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 just a brotherly love that gets along with someone because they're your neighbor or gets along with someone just because uh, they are uh, in your club or just to get along with someone and, and to demonstrate love simply because they do something nice for you, give you something at Christmas time. No, uh, we're not to just simply love someone uh, because they're the part of your family, uh, not just to show affection and love for someone because uh, uh, they're uh, uh, fit into any of those categories. But we're to, to show the kind of love that goes beyond all those things. We're to have the kind of love that is demonstrated in God's love for us. That's the fruit of the spirit of love. That shows the kind of, uh, that uh, God's calling us to love in the way in which He loves us. And you might say, "Well, I, I just can't simply love some people. I can't love some individuals." God's calling us to love beyond the fleshly kind of love. To love beyond the kind of love that that mankind would exhibit and to love in such a way that God loves. That's why we're uh, to always continually be striving to share uh, our faith with others. Why? Because God would have us to, to demonstrate that love that He's put within us that continually seeks to draw us to salvation. The kind of love that that shows God's love. Brothers and sisters, I, I, I hope that that in your daily walk, as you strive to have the fruit of the Spirit of love in your life, that you realize that you just can't simply love certain people because they're like you. You can't simply uh, share the love of God with those people who uh, have your political persuasion, hold the same kind of political persuasion that you do, or simply uh, have the same kind of economic background that you do. God demonstrated His love to us regardless of our sin, regardless of the fact that we were at odds with Him, regardless of the fact that that we aren't like God, that we don't demonstrate characteristics like God. God didn't wait for us to, uh, to meet certain criteria, but God demonstrated His love to us in spite of all these things. And God expects us to do the same. He expects us to see someone that is at odds with us and demonstrate the love of God. God expects us to go up to that person that that is cursing us, that that is spitting in our face and and despises us and hates us. He expects us to demonstrate the love of God and to show love to them. 
God expects us to to go out to that individual that 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 is is hateful towards us to share the the most prized possession that we have the love of God that God has shown towards us we're to share that most prized possession of salvation to them as well and to give his the love of God to them and to show God's love that's what it means to have the fruit of the spirit of love in our life let me just say that if you don't have that fruit of the Spirit in your life, then you need to inspect your tree, inspect your life, and pray that God would help you to, to develop that fruit in your life, to help you to mature in Christ so that you will share, share that, that fruit in your life, that you would develop that fruit in your life so that you might be the kind of person that has that kind of love in you. It's my prayer that God will do that in your life. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we're not all the way we should be. Lord, we are all still flawed humans. We still walk in this life not doing the things that we should do. Not reaching perfection because we're not in Your presence yet. Lord, I pray that in our flaws You would help us to look within our life and see those areas in which we need to to grow, to develop, mature, Lord, I pray that You would help us to seek out the Word of God that helps us to grow. Lord, that You would help us to to study and apply Your Word so that we might understand the areas that we lack and the areas in which we need to grow. Lord, I pray that Your Spirit would work within our hearts and work within our lives and point out those areas that we don't demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit. Lord, help us to allow Your Spirit to grow and and mature us and help us to, to flow forth the Spirit of God within us. Lord, that we might develop the fruit of the Spirit of love that we might share it with others, that we might demonstrate the love of God in us, that we might consistently share Your love with others, with people that that may hate us, may despise us, that may say all kind of vile things against us. Lord, help us to demonstrate Your love and to exhibit the love of Christ in us. Lord, help us to grow in love that we might share it with others. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. I hope that you'll pray and pray that you'll join with me next week as we look at the the fruit of, of joy within us.
we'll continue to dive back into this well of, of uh, the, uh, the fruits of the Spirit found here in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And, and I challenge you to, to begin to study uh, and to see other places throughout Scripture where it talks about joy in our life and uh, that you'll prepare for next week as we uh, look at that passage of Scripture. And, and it's my prayer and hope that, that God will uh, begin to develop the fruit of the Spirit of love within you and you'll begin to, uh, to look at uh, the Spirit of joy uh, in your life as well, the fruit of joy. Uh, let's join together in praying that God will help us to grow in those areas in our life. Until next time, let us join uh, together and ask God to work in us that we might develop into the Christians that He would have us to be.